Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Good to see uh, everyone. We're so glad that you are here. And I want to celebrate real quick. I mentioned on uh, on Facebook we had kind of a little uh, announcement. Um, maybe it's not a big deal to you, but uh, I think it's really cool and I'm excited about it. But anyway, um, uh, when we first came to TLC uh, just a few years ago, we kind of did a little bit of rebranding and just kind of made something up on, on, on my own just to kind of get things in and do it fresh. But uh, we've recently gotten a new church logo, right? And maybe, again, maybe that doesn't excite you, but I'm a creative person, so that I, I, I'm i excited about it. I'm pumped about it. So, anyway, yeah, here we go. Transforming Life Church right there. Uh, so, you're going to see this now on, on social media. Uh, it may look in different forms. You might just see the, the T with a circle on it. Um, so, so, on our Facebook pages and, and on Instagram and, and different things like that, if you follow along with that. If you don't follow along with that, uh, what, what you waiting for, right? Follow along uh, with us. Those are great places to get updates and, and different things about that. Uh, but, but yeah, I just wanted to let you all in on that fun, and, and uh, again, you might see that around, and, and we might get some different things, and t-shirts, and fun stuff like that, so we can represent the community, right? And, uh, and so you'll, you'll start seeing some of that kind of roll out uh, here real soon. I just wanted to, to let you in on all that fun. Uh, we're going to celebrate some pastors here at the end of service as well, uh, all of our staff pastors. Uh, October is uh, Pastor Appreciation Month. We have some amazing people. Uh, that give their time and talents and efforts here at our church that we're going to celebrate uh, at the end of service. I know some of y'all like to sneak out so you can beat out all the badness at the buffet, right? Um, which is not a bad thing, but, uh, but hang out for just a little bit longer. Don't sneak out of service. Um, stay, stay with us. We want to celebrate some of our, our pastors here at our church, and, uh, and that'll be a great time. So that'll be toward the end of, of service. Hey, anyone ever see the movie Groundhog Day? Right, Bill Murray, like it's a classic, so become a cult kind of classic. Um, it's this comedy where, uh, he, if you remember the movie, he kind of gets stuck in this time loop, right? And uh, he, he's some kind of city official, and they're celebrating Groundhog Day, and they, you know, they do the whole big deal with, with what's it, Fox, I can't even say the word right. Fox and Tony Phil, thank you, yes, I think you would know that. Um, yes, that guy, Phil. Um, and, and they do this big ceremony, and, and, and anyway, there's like this blizzard that's coming in. And uh, long story short, he gets stuck in this weird time world. And so he relives the same moments of the same day every single day. Well, he begins to catch on to that, and he starts to adjust his day and manipulate people and things and, and stuff like that. But, but, uh, but not that we get stuck in a time loop where we manipulate things. I, I'm not going there with that. But... Don't, you know, isn't life kind of like that sometimes where we kind of feel like it's the same thing every day? We feel like we're in this loop. It feels like the same thing every day, right? Maybe it's just me. Anybody? Okay, I've got a few people that are tracking me. But it, it can feel like that. It can feel Monday and the kind of same thing every day. You wake up at the same time, the alarm clock goes off, and it's that horrible noise, you know? I don't know what yours is. But yeah. And you get up, get the kids ready for school. You fight with them, uh, and you get yourself ready, and you go to work, you come home, do the dishes, do the laundry, cook dinner, go to bed, and wake up the next morning, and you do the same thing all over, right? And it's kind of like rinse and repeat every day. Sometimes, sometimes, like maybe, maybe you're living your, your life, your best life, I don't know, maybe 
you know, maybe you're, you're, you're doing great and every day's a new day and you love it. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, help us. Help the rest of us out with that. What's your speaking? You know? but, but, but maybe at times, if we're real honest, all of us have been here. Maybe you're there today. Maybe you're watching on Facebook. You're like, yeah, man, I'm in, I'm in the loop right now. And it feels like every day it's like rinse and repeat. Same thing, different day. Enough. And I, I can feel really just boring today. We're, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you're boring. Don't get offended. Right? Don't leave. I'm not saying you're boring. But it can feel like the routine in life and just getting up and doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, oh my gosh, it was just January. Here we are. We're in November now, right? 2020, what happened to that? It's been a blur. You know, and we can feel like it's just, it's just this kind of average, ordinary, boring thing. And that can be a frustrating thing. It can be exhausting. What about your spiritual life? What about your walk with Christ? Because if we're not careful, our walk with Christ can feel like that. And God did not call us to, to, to be ordinary or average or, or have a boring Christian life. Because a life with Christ is anything but boring. At least it should be. But sometimes it can feel like that. We can feel like you're in that loop where I don't even feel like I'm growing. I don't even feel like I'm hearing from God. I don't even in a dry season. I feel like we're just it's just rinse and repeat. I get up on Sunday and I go to church and we go home and then we just keep living the same life. And if we're not careful, we can it can feel like in our walk with Christ, it can feel like that same loop. What about your struggles? What about your struggles? And, and maybe you've struggled with the same thing for so long that it feels like you're, you're in that loop. Maybe it's a sin thing and entertaining some sort of sin in your life. And it feels like, I don't feel like I've been dealing with this my whole life. And I, I haven't been able to get, and it feels like you're, you're caught in that loop. What about maybe a problem or an issue that you're dealing with in life or whatever that may Maybe it's a difficulty or something. And it feels like, man, I just feel like I'm never coming out of this season. And I'm in this, in this loop. How do I get out of that? Or maybe it's a, some pain or some, some, some hurt that maybe you experience. And, and all those things. Can, so how, how do we stay spiritually fresh in those times? Right? How do we stay spiritually fresh? How do we, how do we stay to where, to where we're growing in our relationship with Christ? No matter what's going on in our life. No matter what's going on. Around, how, how do we stay spiritually fresh? How do we stay excited about God and about life and all those things? How do we get out of, out of that loop? We're moving forward. We're growing. We're, we're excited. It's more than just going to church, right? But, but I'm living it out. I mean, I, you know, I go to church and it's exciting. Yes, we praise. We praise. And we worship God, right? And this is great. When we gather together, it's amazing. It's powerful. It's wonderful. But what about on Monday? Are you praising God on Monday? What, what, what about on Tuesday when it's rinse and repeat? You get up again to go to work. What, what about Tuesday? What about hump day? What about Wednesday, right? When you get up and it's the middle of the week, it's like, oh my gosh, this week is the longest week of life. Will it ever end? I'm working for the weekend, Joe. Right? Come on, TGI, I'm ready for Friday. Oh my God, let's keep going. So, so how do you stay spiritually fresh Monday through Sunday? Right? I mean, maybe, maybe you need to develop some holy habits in your life. Our life are full of habits, whether good or bad. At the end of the day, your day is full of different habits that you have in your life. What about developing some holy habits? So, so, some things that, that we as Christians, as Christ followers, as disciples of Christ, we, we develop in our life some spiritual disciplines that we develop in our life that goes beyond the Sunday morning experience. 
right? And this is going to be kind of a focus as we get ready to move into a new year, 2021, is how do we do this thing more than just on a Sunday morning, right? Because if you're just living for Christ on Sunday morning, you are missing out. You you are missing it. I'm missing it. So how how do we we live that? How do we we live our life every single day for Jesus as unto the Lord? And so that's going to be some things you'll see coming out moving forward. But but maybe you need some holy habits. So in the next couple weeks as we go through this series called Holy Habits, uh, we're going to talk through some of them. We're going to talk about how you can develop those holy habits and those things and how, how maybe you can get out of that loop and get excited about Jesus all over again. Anybody okay with that? You, you need some of that in your life? Anybody okay? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm tracking with me. You're tracking with me. And we're, we're going in. So, so the next few weeks we're going to do that. Um, next week is going to be super excited. I'm so excited to have my good friend, many of you know, Michael Dow. Uh, he used to be on staff here years ago. He's traveling the world and leading people to Jesus and love this guy, but he's got a couple books out on prayer and fasting, so I invited him to come next week and he'll be talking about prayer and fasting. Because let's be honest, a lot of people, we don't, you don't hear a lot of talking about fasting, but it's an important spiritual discipline, right? And so he's going to come talk. In fact, a lot of us don't like fasting because we like food. Let's just be honest, right? So he's going to come next week. It's exciting. I, I, I'm probably out here with us. I hope you're here uh, as well. But today, let's talk about worship. Let's talk about worship in a message called From Songs to Surrender. When I say worship, what do you immediately think? Okay, surrender. That's good. You're going to read my notes. Yes. What else? Worship. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, like up here. Yeah, yeah, your dad. Up here. Yeah. Yes, songs and singing. We're, you know, it, that, that's, that's a form of worship. And usually when we talk about worship, that's what many of us, uh, our minds would go to that. That's what we would describe worship as. That's sing, that's singing songs and, and lifting up um, God and experiencing His presence in the form of music. Now, here's the deal. Music it, it is important. I believe it's scriptural. The Bible talks about singing a song from our, a new song from our heart. There's times when, when God would say, you know, worship the Lord on the, on the cymbals, right? And some of y'all, you know, we, we grew up back in the day when they introduced drums in the church. Everybody was, oh, no, that's rock music. Well, it's in the Bible, so don't get mad. They did that symbols in the Bible. Go read it, right? And they, they, they talk about different instruments and not leading, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was the worship leaders that would often lead the armies out into battle, right? And so while this is a form of worship and it's important, and yes, we can experience God through music, it's just a part of it. It's just a part of what worship really is. So let's talk about that today. Let's talk about And I've had amazing encounters in, in times of worship, just singing to God. Whether in an atmosphere like this with a band, or whether it's in my car with my favorite worship song flipped up. I've had some amazing encounters. Many of you, you've had some amazing encounters with God in those types of things. But if we leave it at just music, if we leave it at just Sunday morning, the first four, you know, the, the first part of the, 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 the service, the four songs, and then we go, if you just leave your experience with God at that, you're missing out on so much more. On so much more. Right? It's, it's more the music. Worship. It's so much more than a song. It's surrender. It's more than music, man. It's, it's a lifestyle. It, your, your life should worship God. And the way that you live your life, the, 
things that you do, the things that you say, your job. We, we had the video right before the message today. Your, your job can be as unto the Lord and, and an act of worship to God. Our lives are meant to be worship to the Lord. It's more than a song. It's surrender. Now, whether you believe in God or not, maybe you're through today and, and you're not quite there yet. Maybe you're watching online and somehow you come across this video and, and maybe you don't believe in God. Whether you believe in God or not, we all worship something. We are, in fact, we are wired to worship. We are wired to worship. And so we all worship something or someone. Like, uh, worship is anything that grabs our full attention and affection. Right? And, and so there's a lot of things. Maybe you worship work. And so we're like, Phew, he's not talking about me there, right? You don't got me there, brother. Maybe, maybe, because there's some, they're, they're workaholics, right? And, and their, their work is their, that's their life. They pour everything into their job or their career. And maybe they're, they're work, workaholics and they worship work. Maybe someone worships material things and they're materialistic. So the, the, their, their life and their purpose surrounds, is surrounded by the things that, that they have. So they worship uh, things. Um, addicts, they, they worship something to cope and to escape, right? Uh, maybe uh, it's a relationship and it's, it's a person. Right? And it, that can be any, it doesn't have to be romantic. That can be a friendship. That can be a family member. There, there's these things called soul ties. And, and, and people, people may worship um, in relationships. Those that out there, you might be considered a control freak, right? You worship yourself. It's got to be my way. Your way is wrong. My way is right. And so you worship uh, so, don't be nudging anybody in here, you spouses, okay? But we are wired to worship. And if it's not God, it's something or someone else. Right? So how, how do we worship God? How, how do we go beyond music? How do we go beyond having someone leading us in song or songs? How, how, do, we, how do we go beyond that? Let's talk through that. Turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Just one verse today, really, our, for our key verse. But there's so much in this one verse. Many are familiar with this. It's a, a very well-known verse. Many of you probably can quote it backwards and forwards. We have the Apostle Paul, all throughout Romans, we, we get a ton of theology throughout the book of Romans. And, and, and the Apostle Paul is, is teaching here about what I believe is true worship. More than just music. Romans 12, verse 1. We've got on the screen. If you don't have a Bible or something with you today, you can read along with us. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, you're so good. And Lord, I pray that we would get this today. God, that this would grow us. God, that we would uh, somehow get kicked out of that loop, Lord, and, and begin to fall in love with you all over again, to give our life to you all over again, Lord, to, to truly surrender, to understand what worship really is. It's more than just music, even though that's great. We love to sing, but it's so much more than that, Father. And I just pray that, that, God, that you would stir within us a desire for you once again, a desire for your word, a desire for your power and your presence in our life. A desire, Lord, to have revival and awakening, Lord, in such a time as this. Father, speak to us. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to view God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true. Someone say true. True, true and proper worship. 
So it, it would suggest if this is your true and proper worship, there could be what? False and improper worship, right? So, so there might be a wrong way to worship. And again, it goes beyond music because everybody's got a different uh, style and opinion. I mean, man, I, I, I was a worship leader years ago, and, and the worship wars have been going on for a very long time. Y'all remember? Like, it, it, it's just evolved over the years. We had the hymnals back in the day, right? Nothing wrong with that. There's some powerful uh, songs that we can worship with in it. Uh, then, if you remember, it was the transparencies. Anybody remember that? Right. Yeah, it's, we, we had it at our church back in the day. You had someone, but they had to be anointed, right? Because you had to keep up. It's more than just clicking a thing on the computer. They had each little paper of every verse, and they had the transparency. And if, and if they got the Holy Ghost, forget about it. You ain't watching nothing on the screen, right? Because they're not keeping up. They're good. And then it evolved over the years to where technology kind of got integrated, and we have it up on the, on the screens now. And regardless of what your opinion is about a style or, or a particular song, hymns are great. I love hymns. The contemporary stuff is great. I love some of that too. The modern stuff is kind of, these are just expressions of these different artists and musicians uh, worship to God. Now there's some of it that gets a little off theologically, yeah, and, and, and we, we, at least here, we try to monitor that and watch that, right? But at the end of the day, it's just a matter of opinion. It's just a matter of people's preference, right? And we, we simply forget that none of this is about us, right? So regardless of what style you like, you might like the Gators, you might like elevation worship. It, it's all worship to God, right? But let's not get caught up in the, the big ring back and forth. All churches, they just need to go back Maybe, maybe not. That doesn't really matter. What matters is that we lift up the name of Jesus. That's all that matters. That's all I care about. Right? Whether we play one style or not, that doesn't matter. So going back to true and proper worship, what might be considered false or improper worship would be that we make it about ourselves. Right? That we make it about what song that we like. Now there's songs that are going to speak to you in certain seasons of life. You, you, your your great-grandmama might have got saved or, or healed or something like that when you were a kid and you remember that song and it just brings back all those memories or, or whatever. You may have been healed in those particular songs that got you through that season. And I get that, right? But if we're not careful, we can make it all about us. And it's not about worship. It's about God and, and worshiping Him. So there can be wrong motives. There can be a wrong way to seek out for God. Worship is not about us. It's not about what we can get from God. Even though God will bless us, He will speak to us, He will, He will, he, you will, you will experience and feel His presence. It's not about us and what we can get. It's not about our wants, our desires, right? Because let's be honest, we love to say, God bless me, but then go on and live our life however we want to, right? Then there's a false way to worship. And it's not even about getting his attention either, even though we can and we will, but it's not, right? It's not. Here's what it is, and it's coming from this one verse here in Romans chapter 12. Worship is a response. Worship is a response. Go back to what Paul said in Romans 12. 1. It says, in view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy, not in view of how you feel today, 
Not in, in view of what you've experienced right now or at some point in your life. In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing God. This is your true and proper worship. Worship is a response to God's great love for you and for me. Worship is a response to His goodness, to His kindness, to His love, and to His mercy. In view of God's great mercy, in view of everything that God is, in view of everything that He has done, He is worthy of praise. He is worthy of our lives as an offering to Him. It's more than music. It's more than a song or a style of worship. It's about giving our lives to Him because He gave everything to us. In view of God's great mercy. Our reasonable response to God's great love and to His mercy and to His goodness and all that He is, our reasonable response is worship. It's to give our lives to Him in surrender. It's more than a song, it's surrender. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, You were once dead in sin. That's all of us, right? You were once dead in sin, but by His grace, you have been what? You have been saved. And because of that, we worship Him with our lives. Not just the song. Oh, Jesus gave His life for you and for me so that we can live and not just go to church, but to give our lives as an offering to Him every single day. And this, this is what I want for us at TLC. I want us living in such a way from Monday to Sunday that man, when we come in on Sunday morning, we are ready to go at it in worship. That no one has to come up here and beg anyone to work. No one has to come up here with a catchy slick saying and get you does that. Ooh, come on. That, it, no, you have been living it throughout the week and when you come in, you are ready to get your praise on. That's why I envision, I envision you guys so prayed up when you come in on Sunday instead of waiting for someone to come up here and lead you in prayer that you, you are so prayed that you can intercede for people that, that people come up here and they give their life to Jesus. Because you've been interceding for them throughout the week. I, mean, I swear by long to see here at church, seeing God work in our daily lives, being transformed each and every day more and more by His grace. Because God has blessed me, because of what He's done, my response is to give my life to Him. Worship is a response. Worship is also a matter of position. Now, I don't mean a title. I don't mean a particular person or, or thing. It's a matter of position. Now, recently the Rays just went to the World Series, right? And I'm so disappointed that, that they lost. I feel like they had a couple chances and, and, and the Dodgers just, just, just edged it on out, right? But I was watching the game, and I, I haven't really watched baseball much in, in years past, and, and I thought maybe this year I could get into it because it was a short season because of COVID, 60 games. I'm like, I can get on board with that. that, that you know, not this hundred and something game season. I'm like, that's exhausting. You try to keep up with that. The games are long, too. But I'm going to check out really this season. So I've been watching them some throughout the season. They went to the World Series, right? And I'm watching how they play because I grew up playing Little League. My son and daughter both play baseball, so I kind of got a concept for the game. And I'm watching, and, and certain batters will come up, and their whole field will shift. So, so if it's a, a left-handed batter, my son is a lefty, so I understand. He, he's going to pull it to the right, right? And so everybody, everybody shifts. Oh, and I'm like, dude, if he could just hit it opposite field, that's gold, because there's nobody over there. Like, it was a hard shift. 
What they're doing now is they're taking computer analytics and they're studying these vectors and seeing their patterns and they know like, and it works because I'm like, why are they hitting it right to the guy? Because they're in the right what? Position. They're in the right, like, depending on what, what the batter is doing, they're in the, the right position. What worship does is it positions us to hear from God, to experience Him. To, and not just to hear from Him and experience Him, but to please Him as well. Check it out. What did it say? In view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, what only and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Worship is a position to please God. It puts our focus and attention on Him, His will, His ways, what He wants for us, and not what we want. Right? It positions us to please God. So I know, man, I can't do this life on my own. I, I know I need, I'm, man, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior, and if you're all with me, uh, we're all in that boat, right? And, and, and I know I need to humble myself. And I don't have it all figured out. And I can't do this life on my own. So I'm going to humble myself and, and position myself to please God. Because if I got it all figured out, I don't need God. If you got it all figured out, why do you need fear? Why do you need God? But we don't, right? We need to humble ourselves. Worship is a position to please God. I know I need to get out of the way because I need more of Him and less of me. I don't know if anybody else is feeling that this morning, right? I, I, I need to focus my life on Him. So I'm going to position myself to be holy and pleasing to Him. I'm going to know Him. I'm going to get to know his plan through his word. So, so the Bible is more than just some other book on my shelf. Because let's be honest, the other books I'm not reading either. Right? The Bible is more than just some other book on our, our shelf. It's, it's more than, than just your app and your reminder that, that it says in the word of the day. It's more than that. So I'm going to get to know him and his plan through his word. I'm, I'm going to spend time with him in prayer because, man, I need, I need to position myself to, to be able to hear from God. Because otherwise, I'm going to do it on my own. Right? So I'm going to spend time with him. I'm going to pray. I'm going to have some, some devotion time with him. I'm not, I'm not be so devoted to, to CNN or, or to Fox News. I'm not be so devoted to, to the media and the stuff they're pushing. I'm not be so devoted to social media and spend hours on there checking out other people's lives. be devoted to Him. I'm not going to entertain the things of this world. I'm going to try to fill my life with things that, that really matter. Take my attention to God. Because again, my response to worship is to live for Him after who He is and what He's done for me in my life. Worship is a response, but it's also a position. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Kendall, can you help me out with something? Come on up. It's nothing crazy, I promise. Here, I've got this puzzle. I want you to put this puzzle together. It's really simple. Sorry it's a little kitty puzzle, but that's all we can find this morning. So, so go ahead and work on that. Take your time. Um, I like to put the edges on first. You know? but, but you do you. You do how you, you need to do it. Worship is a response. Worship is a position. Worship is surrender. It's more than a song. It's surrender. It's giving our lives to Him. It's more than Sunday. It's more than Wednesday. It's more than a Bible study. It's every day giving our lives, surrendering it to Him. Offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper 
worship. Psalm 95, 5 through 6. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God. We are his people and his pasture, the sheep under his care. The psalmist understood who God was in him. He said, Oh, let us come and worship and bow down. If you study into what that word worship means, it means to press down. In other words, it means to bow down. It means to, to, to position, to, to humble yourself, to lay your life down and give it to God. Oftentimes we talk about surrendering our sin or surrendering our issues. We're supposed to surrender our entire life. In Deuteronomy, God told the people of Israel, listen, uh, you worship the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Jesus echoes those words throughout the, the, the Synoptic Gospels and says the same thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and with all your soul. Romans 6.13 Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself, surrender yourself, press down, worship God as those who have been brought from death to life. As those who were lost but now are found. Come on. As those who were blind but now they can see. Come on. As those who were hurting but now they, they're not. As those that were, 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 were so far gone and no one loved them but now they understand what true love is. As those that have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to them as an instrument of righteousness. This is worship. This is what it really is. It's more than a song. It's surrendering our life as those who have been raised from death to life after everything in view of God's great mercy, in view of who He is. Listen, and not just what He does, because listen, if God never does a single thing for you, guess what? He's still good. He's still worthy of praise. He's still worthy. Yeah. 
holding on to that thing. There may be times where we go through issues in life and we feel like, man, I, I don't even want to go to God right now. And those are the moments where we should lean into God even more, but we pull back and there's so many things, there, there's some things that God wants you to surrender to Him because it's not good for you anymore. <laughs> Never really was, but, but God's wanting you to give that thing to Him, whatever it is. But it's like, no, it's too comfortable. I like this thing. I don't want to, I don't want to give it up. So, so oftentimes we give only pieces to God of our life. We give Him the parts that we want to give Him. Maybe some of you have a hard time hiding or giving. And not to make this a, 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 about money, I think, but, but, but you, you, you tend to hold some of them down. You're not willing to give up all. And there's times that we only give pieces about the pieces that you know, uh, give out none. tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.